up, Ding Dongs? Oh, listen to that low energy. I'm going to bring it. I'm bringing it. By the way, when I pulled up, there's another podcast in this building. I'm not going to mention any names because they haven't asked us to be on their podcast. Wait a minute. What? There's another podcast going on, and they got a vehicle. Brad, they had a freaking vehicle out there. Why don't we have a vehicle? It looked like an expensive vehicle, too. Yeah, they've got two or three different ones. Wait a minute. Wait we a minute. Have wait no a minute. Wait, we, have, we have podcast neighbors. This is the first I'm hearing of this. For, fundamentally, I'm more concerned with that than I'm concerned you know, about a vehicle. The vehicle. They have a full on. It's like an armored tank. Yeah. We got. We don't have an armored what? tank. Oh, that's what that was out yes. there right now? It's a podcast If you look vehicle. at the top of the parking deck behind us, there's two more up there. Two more? I don't. I, what are we doing wrong? Listeners. I mean, I can think of a couple things. <laughs> Listeners, we need a vehicle. We Somebody only, sponsor us. I think we only need one, but, <laughs> I but mean, also. we can share it. We can all share it. Like, I, I'd take like a like a pogo stick at this point. <laughs> or like take a, a skateboard. A unicycle. Any, I prefer a hovercraft. Any but. sort of just like whimsical means of transportation, I think I would take. Not a not an armored military vehicle or whatever. Maybe part of what we're doing wrong is we haven't we're a couple of minutes in we haven't mentioned the name of the podcast. We're the Side Talks podcast and we have no vehicle. Um, no, we don't. And maybe that's better for tax purposes. Honestly, it's not like this think, podcast no, generates I think a lot of income. The vehicle's better for the tax purposes. Okay. All right. Well, I, look, I'll I'll trust your judgment uh, here. I, what, what would do you I do I with an armored vehicle? Well, it just look, would look cool. Our name would be on the side of it, and okay. it would look cool, and we'd drive around. And, and then that's when you get more listeners. It takes money to make money. Have you heard that? I have heard that. <laughs> it takes, it takes awesome. an armored military vehicle to do question mark? I yeah. don't know. We could, like... If you're driving a Bentley and you're and you're swigging like some really expensive imported something while you're driving it, people pull up next to you and they go, can we give you more money? Wait, are you you're drinking while driving? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if we had a vehicle... We wouldn't. No, I'm gonna. I'm changing the direction I was headed with that. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. Yeah, remember <laughs> that that things can pop up in like um, indictments and so forth all the time these days. So uh, careful what you say on mic. These I've are, never never done that. These are facts, though. I yeah. mean, there. It's true. Also true. Mo, mo money, more problem. Mo money, mo problems. But, <laughs> That's true. But the more money, the less money. You- <laughs> I don't even have any more. It takes money to make money. That's what I'm trying to say, Corey. We we don't have any money, and therefore we are not making money as That's a right. podcast. That's right. I one time witnessed, several times I witnessed several Keanu Reeves moments because we were in the same city for a hot minute. And I saw a bartender be like, don't worry about it, dude, about his bill. And, and then turned and handed me my bill. And and. His yeah. ass can afford he, well, Keanu, alcohol. Keanu Reeves said that. He was like, I can, to- I can pay for this. Yeah. I was a broke ass film student. I couldn't have afforded it. <laughs> so y'all quit, quit, quit. But again, you know. Yeah, a comp hour food and drink, not giving like Keanu money for his bar bill and buy <laughs> us a vehicle. Moral. Of the story. That is, yeah, that is the moral of the story. All we right. want vehicle. I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. This is theoretically a podcast where we talk about movies, but in actuality, hey, as you can see, if somebody bought us a vehicle. I would get a um, what's up ding dongs or a kittens tattoo. I would. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna so hold you to that. So get us a vehicle, and that's what you'll get in return. Ha- why it- you would want to do that? I don't. Why that would be worth anything to you? I don't know. But there you go. It would be hilarious. I think all the Corey heads and kittens out there would enjoy <laughs> it, but. Um, it I don't can't know. just be any vehicle. Though. Don't be pulling some bullshit up. Yeah, here. finger skateboards don't count. 
Or like that time that those people in New York won the speed bus and then tried to sue because they got like a million dollars in parking tickets. And they're like, <laughs> we don't know what to do with the speed bus. Anyway, um, let's talk more about vehicles and speed, not the stuff, substance, but the movie. Even though we're not doing that today, I'm sorry. I'm just on a tangent. I don't we're know. We're doing yet. great, everybody. Yeah, we're doing great. Awesome. This is why we don't have a vehicle. <laughs> Side Talks podcast. Here we go. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. fight. Well, it's time for a five-minute fight. And let me tell you about this five-minute fight. Talk about shit show. We're, <laughs> we're back in the classroom, y'all. Well, Corey's back in the classroom. I'm back in what's worse than the classroom, honestly, which is professional development. Womp, and where womp. you just sit for hours and you listen to, to – sorry if anybody from the place I work is listening. But you listen to the same stuff over and over again, and it's really difficult. <sighs> I'm probably getting fired. I mean, is anybody listening? Are you there? I'm here. Um, anyway, <laughs> if I don't get fired, cool. If I do get fired well, after today, whatever. Um, but we, when I walked in, Corey was talking about Dunkirk. And I was like, oh, I don't like that movie. Let's just fight about it. And that's literally the level of preparation we have is about three minutes ago it was determined. So this is going to be a shit show of a fight. I've asked Brad because of our low energy back in the classroom, back in professional development. And, and a few days away from the film festival that we've been working on all summer that we, we're not exactly in great shape to fight. We're not in great fighting shape. Now, I am in great shape in that I have seen Dunkirk recently. Oh, shit. So, All right, well, so Corey's going to win right away. So is this going to be a three or a five? Or? Oh, three. Brad, three. I've got, I've got energy for two, so we'll do a three-minute fight. <laughs> Sounds good. Anyway, so start the timer. Thanks. All right, Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. Great movie, 2017. I love this thing. It's beautifully shot. It's amazingly directed. Mm -hmm. It does this wonderful temporal trickery where you have these three disparate timelines that sort of magically converge at the climax of the movie. Um, it is uh, just a wonderful experience. It's immersive in the best way. And I think he shoots the shit out of it in those beautiful IMAX cameras, strapping them to a plane, watching them go through the air. What's not to love? Literally, what's not to love? I've got one thing in my defense. Okay. Boring. Uh, that and sounded was, like a foghorn really that you might see <laughs> on a beach akin to the one depicted in Dunkirk. I was trying to hold the boring out for two minutes, and then I thought, no, I'll definitely lose the argument then. But I really, I don't, I don't have a ton to say. You're, you're not wrong about some of the cool techniques in shooting this thing. Yeah, but it's it great. is, but it is really, really tedious. It and is. I, I was like, I couldn't wait to get out of. I couldn't wait, wait to get out of the movie theater. So packed with tension and action, I do not understand the concept of of calling this tedious. I don't, know I, what I don't to really, say. I don't get it. I don't get it because it rules. I mean, it just objectively rules and i say that even like i don't know i mean there's nothing it's not my preferred christopher nolan movie i guess which is oppenheimer as we've already established on this podcast uh at this point but i think it's closest in nolan's filmography to oppenheimer in a lot of ways um you know but anyway it's just him working with pure Cinema. I mean, narrative is almost secondary. It's just it's it's well, I as immersive as I want a, a, a war movie experience. To I be. think I don't want a war movie to be immersive. I think I don't mm. like. I, here's the thing: I don't really love war movies anyway. It's well, really okay. to me. It's a difficult genre. Now, I, I can. There are certainly exceptions to this, but this is similar to like Saving Private Ryan, which we've talked about before. I don't need to be in the trenches. I don't need to be watching people's heads get rolled over. I just don't. I don't need to see it. War sucks. It's fucking terrible. Um, it is. It's. It's not entertainment to me. And that's where I would kind of start my argument. I think if 
I were if I had my wits about me and I had more energy, I would just start by saying, why why do we need these? It doesn't it really doesn't do anything to dissuade. I mean, we're not going to we're not going to not go into war anymore because somebody saw a war movie. Yeah, I mean, I I hear what you're saying, and I have made that argument about some recent war movies like All Quiet on the Western Front, and you have, and I don't see how that's I don't see how that's that much different than this film because this movie is a thriller. It's not a like rip out people's guts and show it to the audience sort of movie. It's you know a ticking clock thriller in a lot of ways, and and when you know the soldiers here are targeted by the enemy, it's by these sort of faceless, uh, you know pilots and planes and and this enemy force that remains kind of abstract but strikes without warning i'm i'm hanging my hat on that one point that i made about boring and then i'm also going to hang my hat on the what you said which was that narrative doesn't really exist in this to its benefit what is that that wasn't You're loud drunk enough now. that wasn't loud enough i was denzel and okay again. i'm drunk now there it is okay sam what do you think what a set. This was that was maybe our set. My set is argument. You effects. did pretty good because you just saw it. That's why. On 4K UHD Blu-ray at home. Don't even worry about it. Crystal clear. Corey, Crystal 4K UHD clear. Blu-ray craft over here. Yeah, Corey Moore bits 4K UHD Blu-ray craft over here. Goodness, <laughs> high dynamic range. Um, no, okay. Um, hmm. Dunkirk. So. Uh, so Sam literally walked in as we were beginning this fight. Yep. Um. He didn't know what he was walking into either, and he was like, oh, God, Dunkirk, I'm bored. Yeah, I don't even know if Sam has seen this movie, but that's never stopped him before. I've seen it. Um, Yeah. Um, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the timelines interweaving are cool and all that. Um, I mean, it's beautiful to look at, just like everything else Nolan's done, Mm. but that's mostly Hoyt Van Hoedema, if if that's saying it correctly. Um, Right, he did Dunkirk. Yeah, I think. Um, and, but yeah, yeah, I, I mean, it. I think it's nowhere near Oppenheimer or anything else he's done. Honestly, anything? what anything. are we doing I here? I think it's one of his. Oh, I just woke up. For me. Oh, um, oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, it, it, like it looks cool, but also okay. Top Gun did the anonymous enemy a lot better. No, it um, fucking did not. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, I'm bad um, now. Yikes! Oh, you done? You done poked the bear? You done um, woke up the yeah, bear? The thing with war, it's like I was watching it. I was like, I've seen this before. I mean, it, this is a prettier <laughs> version, but it's like, okay, war happened. Yeah, let's move on. Next, seen it. Um, Thank you. Next, Ariana Grande. <laughs> you know, yes. I, I think I'm mad because I expected this from Rachel. Like, this didn't <laughs> surprise me coming from her, but from you, I I don't know yeah, what to say. I mean, I was excited for it, and I watched it. I was like, mm, I didn't really care for that. You know, I have a new strategy to fighting, <laughs> which is the least amount of effort possible, and just say the word boring. Yeah, it's working for me. Unbelievable. Also, boring. did you see the behind-the-scenes footage of of Mission Impossible when Tom Cruise goes down the ramp and jumps off on on that motorcycle? That's so cool. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was extremely cool. I mean, since you mentioned Top Gun a few minutes ago, Sam, I just thought I'd point out how cool Tom Cruise is. That was pretty cool. So I fucking lost. Let's just let's just end this shit. It's also because Harry Styles is in it. Put That's a fucking a bullet in my it. brain and let's just That's move on. Harry it, Styles it, is a positive point for me. It made the world think that Harry Styles should be cast in other things. <laughs> That's and, very true. Uh, well, that is That's true. That's the Oppenheimer of it all, really. But I, yeah. I support that. Actually, you're working against me now. I mean, you did oh, see no. Don't Worry Darling, right? Like I haven't, actually. Oh, well, don't. Because yeah. you'll want to keep yeah, your positive don't. feelings. He's, he should maybe keep it on the stage. Yeah. He's cute, though. He's he, cute. Th- so they tell me. So they tell me. Anyway, I fucking lost. The new this album is, is great. Harry's House. Good album. 
Reflections. I'm just had a moment where I'm like, what if this was people? I say this all the time. We say this all the time. What if it was someone's first episode? Yeah, I know. But we right? probably say that more than we ought to. Um, but yeah, we're we're slap happy. Um, I sent you an article today. Yes. This is the best part. At first, I said, "Hey, Corey, could we do a reflections today?" I had a little pre-production earlier this morning. Could we do a reflections today about um about Moneyball programming? And I and think Corey goes. I, I think I said I have no idea what that refers to. No idea what that is, which I love. He's a he's a literally a professional programmer, which tells you not something about Corey, but something about Moneyball stop programming. So I read a Hollywood Reporter article that you then sent to me explaining this, and and the article is about executives at the CW. Remember that, folks? Ask your grandparents (laughs) if you don't. The CW, uh, a linear television network, and you can ask your grandparents about what that is as well, that is uh, a lower tier on on the sort of broadcast network uh, ranking than than many of the popular ones that you've heard of, like NBC or ABC, etc. So the CW... Um, has adopted this Moneyball programming style using Moneyball-style analytics to dictate their their network television programming. Which and they means, say these words. like It's not as if anybody's putting this yes. on them. They're literally saying, we are trying Moneyball-style programming. So the analytics are telling them to go with less expensive scripted programming, which... They can't go with any fucking scripted programming at the moment due to the dual strikes facing Hollywood that have frozen most television production. So, you know, analytics get a pat on the back, I guess, for knowing that there's a strike going on. Uh, In any event, the CW for some years had been the home of a lot of superhero TV shows like the like Arrow and the Flash and all that shit I didn't watch. Um, So less of that more, however, sporting events. More reality programming, and I assume professional wrestling, which is a happy medium between the two. You know what's interesting, and I'm I want to throw this out there to the world. Has anybody recently, and, and when I say recently, I mean in the last decade, heard anybody say, you know what we need more of? Sports programming. You know what we need more of? Reality programming. I haven't heard an actual now whether or not an AI spoke to you and said sure. that or a computer spit that out is a money ball. I don't know, but I can tell you that I have not heard a single human being in my world say either one of those things. What about you? I don't think so, but I also haven't heard anybody say <laughs> what we need is more superhero shit, well, which seems well. to be the alternative for the CW. So, you know, perhaps they've moved from one wild extreme to the other. And there's a happy medium somewhere in between that they've not yet considered because they're being steered in their programming directions by the evil AI from Mission Impossible uh, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Well, and that is the ding, ding, ding right there, right? Is that what they're basically saying is that we decided that we're not going to use actual human beings to tell us what good content is and what, you know, be thoughtful about what we should be putting out there to the world. But instead, we're going to feed stuff into uh, an algorithm and let the algorithm tell us what we should be playing. Which is short-sighted in a creative industry, which television programming theoretically should be to some degree, uh, because... As we, you know, have have seen and and said, audiences don't really know what they want in 
large part. You know, one of the great things about television programming or even film programming and, and film releases is when audiences are taken by complete surprise by something they didn't know that they wanted, something that wouldn't show up on a sheet of analytics and, and, and data analysis and things like that. Uh, a hit film or a hit TV show that becomes a sensation and comes completely out of nowhere that could not have possibly been predicted. Something, for instance, like Everything Everywhere All at Once, to name a, a recent example. On paper, you would not necessarily expect a movie like that to connect with a broad audience and win the Academy Award. Not for even Best just Picture. on paper. I mean, that's a to me that was a surprising thing. Period. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, these things. You know, we. I, I was hoping that we would have moved away from this strategy completely with the recent success of things like this. Um, people seem hungry for new ideas at the moment in particular. We see the superhero glut um, kind of starting to wane. That bubble seems like it's about to burst if it hasn't already. You know, the, the same old franchises at the, at the movie theater this, this year have, have disappointed. Whereas new ideas and, you know, Barbie kind of fits in there, but kind of doesn't because it's an adaptation of a 70-year-old product, right, that has been around it's not like that came completely yeah, out of I, nowhere. I think that we need to put Barbie in a completely different box. That, that no, no pun intended. That belongs somewhere else. But but something like Oppenheimer, which has proven to be a sure. big success, um, you know, the, this shows that there is interest out there in in new original ideas done in an interesting way. And this seems like on a corporate level to be one example of so many others that we've seen in the news recently of, of studios being like, we're going to do the opposite because what the fuck? We don't care. Yeah. I would take it even down to an indie level and say, look at the runaway success of something like whether you like it or not, skin rink, right? Sure. Or, or Shiva baby. Yeah. These are films that cost in the, like when you compare that to mission impossible three or whatever it is, 14 or whatever it is. When you compare those, it's, it's basically no no budget. Yeah, Skinamarink was made for the craft services budget right. of a single week on Mission Impossible. And how much is it gross? Do you remember? A couple million. Yeah, there I you mean, go. that's an astounding return on a, let's say, a minimal investment. Right, right. And, and still making money, by the way. It's not going to stop making money. Sure. So, I mean, you know. You know, I guess, you know, neither, no one's going to be surprised to hear two living, breathing programmers say, that we don't think that the Moneyball method of programming is a smart one. No. Or that one that we like. Nobody's going to be surprised at that. I have also not heard anybody say, boy, I love what Netflix suggests for me. Right? Nobody's Nobody like, ever says that. Everybody this algorithm ever, killed it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't wait to, to click on that thing that it gave me. So anyway, I, I think we can all agree on all the things that I'm saying, and I think it, nobody would be surprised where we land. But So maybe we should wrap this, this discussion up here. Yeah. And by you letting us know after reading that article, how is the, how is the Moneyball programming method working out for them? It doesn't seem to be working out very well. Isn't the headline lost... Yeah, they 140 million or something. They I mean they they cratered in recent years, but that's because <laughs> uh it's a linear television network well, and true. their conventional means of of revenue have dried up because advertisers don't give a shit about linear television so much anymore. Um or at least certainly not as much as they used to. So, I don't know. <laughs> 
I we mean, don't know. Send us an email, sure. podcast at sidewalkfest.com, and let us know what you think about Moneyball programming. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic Sandra Bullock and that blindside Oscar. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, everybody involved with that movie has got to be like, shit. Yeah. Like, what happened? Well, just give a quick rundown. Okay. What happened? So Michael Orr, the former, I guess he's an NFL star, a former NFL yeah, star. I, so. I don't yeah. I don't know. Um, whose teen life was depicted in the 2009 film The Blind Side starring Sandra Bullock. Uh, he has come out and said that the Tui family never actually adopted him as they portrayed and as the movie depicts. Uh, they tricked him, he says, into signing away um, you know, the rights to that story uh, and his income into a conservatorship. And now he is making that public in hopes of, of ending that conservatorship. And the Tui family, of course, is fighting back in the, the media and with statements from this their is attorney. Really gross. It's messy. Um, the movie was, you know, <laughs> uh, when it came out in 2009, may have even been then sort of rightly sort of looked at askance as being this sappy white savior story that has but, let's say but optics we, we did that, award that are questionable Oscar. but Am then yeah it was a it was not only a best picture nominee it, it won sandra bullock her academy award for best actress which i'm not i'm not gonna say yeah, sandra a, bullock it's a pretty it's a it's an all right performance i, I i've never I hated like that movie her. i'm not gonna say anything about the performance i just like her so i don't i don't want to be mean to her yeah it's not it's not like Anybody's bummed out that Sandy has an Oscar. Let's just put it that way. Even though it could have been for like gravity or something, and that would have been cool. Also, if you're ever mad at Sandra Bullock, just go read her Wikipedia page, uh, the section about the stalkers she's had. Oh, yeah. Any amount of fame or money that she's ever made, believe me, she's paying the price for it. Yeah, let that woman have that Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> let her just have the Oscar. Well, what are you going to be? Are you going to be Sandra Bullock or are you going to be the blindside Oscar? I'm going to be the blindside Oscar. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, then I can look at myself in the mirror a lot. I mean, did did you? This is a, a foolish question in advance. Uh-huh. Have you seen The Blind Side? I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> is it Bad Movie Night bad? I don't. I think everybody who would come to Bad Movie Night has seen that movie a million times, and would, be like, and eh, would just be like, I don't want to watch the yeah, fucking Blind yeah. Side. Um, it looks Bad Movie Night bad. Is what I'm getting at. You would not enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, I think it's okay. But I can't imagine. You would not enjoy it. It might be a fun one to throw on one night just for laughs especially, I, especially in the shadow of this <laughs> right in the shadow of this i imagine it would play quite differently than it than it did when i first we're saw losing it. all of our heroes all of them <laughs> chris lee or whatever his name is is in oh, prison he, <laughs> he is serving hard fucking time uh who are some other heroes that we've lost recently um it's so disappointing i don't know oh. the list goes i mean pretty much you name it if, if it, ellen if we like somebody yeah doja cat yeah doja cat <laughs> We like someone, they ruin it for us. I was, I was Taylor, like, girl, hang in there, girl. Yeah. Hang in there. Um, I don't think she's gonna, she's pretty practiced at the PR thing at this point. <laughs> right now, she could be drowning kittens and we would never know it. Not kittens <laughs> with a Z, as in fans Actually, of Corey I, Craft on this podcast. She would surely. never, she would never drown an actual kitten, but she might drown some kittens. 
Well, all you Corey heads and kittens, <laughs> keep your heads on a swivel if you're around Taylor Swift, because she might uh. drown you. But one place you won't get drowned is the upcoming Sidewalk Wow, that was Festival. a nice pivot. I appreciate that. Can um, we say thank you to Batwell Studios first? We though? do need to say Brad thank you to Batwell Studios. Brad is tolerating us. He's tolerating us today. You're welcome, guys. Yeah, so you won't get drowned at Sidewalk. <laughs> um, there are no substantial enough uh, pools Not of water. We don't have any, like films that would require us to do a super soaker kind of moment or just year. like a prestige style drop into a like a dunking booth but it's that's where special booth. events are headed drowning booth i want to get on stage and be like who wants to get waterboarded and i guarantee you <laughs> we'll have a couple of people take the stage it's crazy what people will, will do over like a little plastic toy that we had out the door what a tasteless potential <laughs> opening event like just thinking about the sort of film that we would do waterboarding Some as a special Morris. event. Some yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Standard operating procedure or something Who by wants Errol to get Morris. Oh, or Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> I mean, fuck. That's so tasteless. Uh, have you met me? Let's let's wrap this up before we lose our vehicle. Uh, the Sidewalk Film Festival runs from August 21st through 27th in downtown Birmingham. That's a lot of great movies, parties, special events. If you don't have your ticket already, you can visit sidewalkfest.com to get those tickets and passes to see uh, to see all those cool movies we're showing and join us for all of the fun. And, you know, after the festival, if you're listening to us after the festival, we run a cinema as well. Come see the Karate Kid Fest. We've got it's the a Karate lot of fun. Kid We're Fest. We're going to play every damn one of these things. That's the weekend after fun. Labor Day weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a good time. So come out, see all the Karate Kids. And we'll see. swipe your legs. Who wants to get their legs swiped? Oh, I bet that somebody, somebody would volunteer would, for Somebody that. would definitely do it. I'd I probably have a little line of 10 people. Yeah. And uh, Rachel will do the crane kick thing. I definitely will If do you that. come see I'll the movies. So... That's all. Sidewalkfest.com. That's where you can see everything. And we hope to see you at the festival. And if not there, at the cinema, but hopefully both. Bye. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.